Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Project Esports for August 26, 2019. As always, my name is Andrew Nimsgern, and alongside me is Dylan Beal and James Graham, who I'm going to ask how you're both doing today, but it's both going to be Warcraft related, so does it even make sense to ask how you guys are doing? Yeah, you can ask us. Um, I mean, I don't want to. I want to put any beef out there, but the the co-hosts have been arguing for the past hour. I think we've been fighting. We've been yelling. I just. I haven't. I've been. I've been. I've been having a great time playing World of Warcraft. You know, doing like the the smart thing and picking a server that was, and just loving life. I'm having a great. But we are not here to talk about World of Warcraft, even though it has been blowing up on Twitch. It seems like everyone is playing it right now. And honestly, we have a lower Twitch viewership probably because of that exact reason. But we are here to talk about esports because this is Project Esports, where each and every Monday we talk about all the biggest esports news, opinions, topics, whatever we want to talk about within the industry. We do kind of have a little bit of housekeeping. I try not to bring up too much about the Bigger things were popped off and all that, just because we are here to really talk about esports. But we did recently launch a new podcast for us three are the co-hosts again, which is called Class 1A, which is a My Hero Academia podcast that focuses on the anime where we're catching up and doing recaps of the first three seasons and then doing weekly episodes based on the anime once it comes out in October. So if you are at all interested in checking out anime, hearing more about us and our opinions on anime, or you really like My Hero Academia, it is a great show to go and check out. You can find that on all major podcasting platforms. Plus, we post about it all over Twitter and on poppedoff.com. So that is a one little piece of housekeeping we did have before we jump into tonight's news. But just go check that out if you at all enjoy kind of the content we create, because it is so much more kind of goonery than it is here even. Goonery. I like that. Goonery. But with that, I mean, it's. I feel like we opened the show last week the same exact way. But this was another absolutely packed weekend for esports. I feel like it's been two huge weekends back to back. I mean, this weekend we had the LA homestand, the KitKat rivalry weekend. We had the TI finals. We had the League of Legends um, LCS finals. We had MTG Las Vegas. I don't know if I count that that big, but Dylan threw that in there. Wow, it was really big. It was, is was the it biggest actually- one. Yeah, it's the biggest uh, Magic event of the year. Oh, I honestly just didn't hear about it all, so I just didn't know if you threw it in there because of your little thing, if it's actually that big, though, that's super cool. But again, I mean, plus there's a bunch of other regions and all that kind of stuff going on there for each of the games. But anything, so we don't really have too much Dota news, or we're not going to be talking a ton about the actual outcomes of KitKat Rivalry Weekend or MTG. Anything we want to be talking about with any of those three? Oh, I, mean, I guess but, we do have TI thoughts. I'm very, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, big Dota news. Yeah, 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 big Dota news. Yeah, no no news about Dota. No news because of how ridiculous. Yeah. None of that. So, yeah, I guess the really one thing, I guess, unless you have something to bring up for MTG Las Vegas, um, was just that KitKat Rally Weekend happened. We are now at the end of the Overwatch regular season. Playoffs will be starting soon and Grand Finals will be approaching. Me and Dylan both will be at Grand Finals in Philadelphia. Just as a heads up, if we haven't said it too much, but... L.A. Valent didn't make it. Toronto didn't make it. Washington didn't make it. So pretty much if a team we cheer for, they did not make it this year. So not the best time to be a fan of Overwatch for us three. But nonetheless, I am super excited for the playoffs. I think they're going to be really unpredictable. And I think they're going to be a great couple ones. And I don't think there is a clear favorite anymore with the new meta of who's going to win it all. I just have I have one little quick uh, quick note to add onto that. Um, turns out any team that I uh, I was a fan of and then I stopped becoming a fan of gets better. 
because the Mayhem are looking so much better than they were. And that really, really sucks for me because I like made the active switch. Yeah, but you weren't making the switch just because of the plays. Like, no, the no, play I was doing. Wasn't. But I, I am, I am like a like a sleeper fan of Gargoyle and his like ridiculous hit percentage. Yeah, Dylan, anything you want to talk about with MTG Arena? I mean, MTG Las Vegas, or nothing um, coming out of that for you? Yeah, I mean, the only big thing is that I mean, it's like the biggest mag- magic event of the year. Um, also, it was like the worst time because um, the meta was absolutely awful, it garbage. Uh, the top eight, six out of eight of them were like the same deck. Absolutely terrible, Ugh. but they had a huge banning this past weekend. Today, actually, sorry. They had a banning today, which kind of fixed it all. Uh, threw the meta up in, uh, into disarray. Everyone's confused. No one knows what to do right now. Uh, it's a good time to be a Magic fan. Awesome. Well, I think something I really want to talk about, even though I'm not the huge Dota fan, is that there's so much I want to talk about from International this last weekend. I actually watched a ton of it. But I think we want to kind of wrap up our whole TI Prize Pool Watch 2019. We've been doing for a couple of weeks now, Dylan, if you want to kind of take it over there and do this one last last uh, prediction for 2019. Yeah. So TI, biggest thing of the year for Dota, huge prize pool, biggest giant ever. prize pool, biggest ever. And it topped uh, all records this year, too. So, Andrew, what do you think it ended up at? Keeping up with my consistent adding 750,000 each week. So that puts me at 34 million flat. I said 34,100,000. Oh, you're both going above me now, you little. And then, well, actually, I did, I did, I will say, I did choose mine before you chose yours. Oh, okay. I didn't, I didn't do your ad thing. Um, and then, James, what do you think? I actually am the highest out of the three of us predicting, you know, like maybe as the finals were, uh, I, I found out that it didn't actually like continue into finals, but as we were building the finals, I thought, eh, maybe it'll go a little higher. So I predicted thirty-four million two hundred fifty. And the final prize pool, total prize pool, was thirty-four million three hundred and twenty-two thousand. So James got it. Oh, um, that's unfortunately me. though, unfortunately though, Andrew's gotten it basically every single other time. So I'm gonna say I think it's pretty fair. That he gets two prediction king points. I think I can agree with that. I'll I think two that. is fair because it was a little bit bigger than a normal prediction. It. But we don't okay. want to just put it, All you know, right. too, too right. high. Yeah, no, I agree. No. I, I think that was really cool and that it actually had a huge last week. It went up over a million dollars in the last week, which was super cool to see it continuing to grow even at a super high pace. Obviously, the hype goes up as TI starts, but biggest prize pool ever. Would not be surprised if it got even bigger next year and it just keeps going on. I mean, is there a limit? Do we think it'll just keep growing every year or do you think eventually it'll kind of slow down? Every single year we say the same thing. It's got to slow down. There's no way this year could be as high as last year. And it always is. Yeah, so like, like big thing. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I hope it keeps growing. Now that I'm getting into Dota, the last thing I wanted is the TI start shrinking. But um, whoa, whoa, whoa! You're getting into Dota? I'm never going to play the game. Play? I'm not going to play the game. I'll play with you guys once or twice. But I'm just saying I'm enjoying it more. And there are so many good storylines in Dota, just because of how old it is. There's so many good storylines that can kind of go for a couple of years now. And yeah, I think we can kind of just move that into our TI nine thoughts. So, do we want to kind of spoil it right off the bat of who won? So I think I think enough time has passed that we can talk about, about 24 hours. I would say we did because also 
the second, I think it was like the second the finals ended. Someone posted um, on our Twitch side sports. No, Twitch sent out uh, an email. Mm-hmm. Um, so Twitch sent out an email that was like, the international uh, nine winners are, and like they left it off of the subject line, but in most email services text. like Gmail, it just, no, not predictive not text. It comes right below in the body yeah. text. So like you see it. So it was like, oh, okay, well, you you could have given me to like, you know, maybe the <laughs> evening of the next day, but. Yeah. None of that. So with that, um, Origin, not Origin, OG did win their second TI. First team to ever do that. First team to ever win back-to-back TIs. And the obviously the first team to win with the exact same roster. I mean, all three of those are things that we who knows how long? I mean, obviously, Team Liquid was in the finals as well. I mean, if they would have won, they would have also been the first team to win back-to-back TIs. So we could see another team win. Not back-to-back, two TIs, I'm sorry. Um, So we could see another team win a second TI, but even they had a roster change. So I think that just goes to speak of that, yes, Origin just happened to have or not origin og happened to have an amazing storyline but they're actually a really good team because they came back and did it again this year dude friendship wins ti's that's what that's what my takeaway is answer it was wild i mean i really didn't think they were gonna win no just because like i don't know like lgd was just putting up like such a crazy fight in all the games that it like I don't know. I, I really thought LGD was going to win, especially since they had like the home, like the home uh, field advantage too. Cause like, home field buff. oh yeah, my exactly. God, they're t- like, like the, like, just like the audience rooting for them was insane. Like, uh, like all the casters were saying, we can't even like hear ourselves talk. Like it is so crazy in here whenever LGD plays. And like they, they were saying like they could feel the sound in their teeth. Oh my God. And like a takeaway from that too, and just not not to get like you know all about the bad of like TI and stuff like that, but fans were complaining that the Chinese fans were like booing the other, the like you know like booing the whatever team was going against LGD, and it's like come on man, we'd be doing the same thing. No, they weren't weren't booing; they were just completely silent. Oh yes, yeah, 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 yeah. There was there was crowd. Yeah, well, I mean, like, hey, man, good for you guys. Didn't win, yeah. Why would you? Yeah, exactly. But it seemed the second that PSD, I mean PSG lost, everyone switched over to a Team Liquid fan. Like the second they lost, <laughs> every interview they did, everyone was cheering for Team Liquid. I just thought it was super funny that I don't know if they just purposely try to do that, but it seemed like the entire arena went over to Team Liquid the second finals was decided who was going to be in it. Dude, Steve paid them all. That's all it is. Paid by Steve exists in Dota, exists in CSGO, it's everywhere. Dude, Steve wasn't even there, though. He was back with the LCS, but we'll talk about that in a couple minutes. Because, Dylan, I guess you probably know the most about the two heroes that were announced here. I mean, one was announced a little earlier in it, and one was announced right at finals, right? Yeah, so this is actually kind of a big deal. So they did two new heroes, right? Yep. It's Snapfire and Void Spirit, which Snapfire is like, okay, cool, new hero and stuff. But, like, the big deal is Void Spirit um, because... It's it's like a it's like a themed character because yeah. there's, there's like, like three other Ember ones, Spirit. Yeah. Yeah, there's three other ones. And they were like kind of hinting that there could be a, another one. And I don't know, like one of my buddies was telling me, and it he kind of said it like the right way, is like he's kind of like the Thanos of like Dota. Because like he's he's been in like a lot of other stuff, like comics that they like 
it's like you know like the end scene of where they like kind of show him a little bit it's mm-hmm. been stuff like that and then now it's like he's yeah. here he looks sick he's like a void character um so people are super hyped for this actually yeah the crowd went wild i actually stayed up and watched um the losers finals and then the grand finals i didn't make it all the way through the grand finals i'm only they watched the late. first two games but yeah it was like 3 30 for me when i went to bed and there's only two games in of a five game series i didn't know if it was going to go to five or not so i just crawled bed and watched the rest of the following day but yeah when that happened the entire crowd went wild i'm like okay like i there's nothing for me but i i really did start respecting that i feel like there are so many more big comebacks in dota than there ever are in league I feel like there's a lot more opportunities to come back. I feel like this. Yeah. And I feel like the storylines paint a better picture for a comeback too. You know what I mean? Like, it, like, I don't know. I find teams and teams with Dota just are mentally better conditioned. If like, where like comebacks are much more probable where I don't know. And we're going to talk about this with uh with the LCS recap. Some teams just start tilting and they stay. Yeah. And they're just done for an ad. And that, that I think in the two of the series I watched that night, they both had game five comebacks for the other team to win. Like it was two, two going into game five for both of them. And the other team came back to win both times. Like that takes a lot of mental fortitude. And I thought that was really cool. And obviously that makes for a better storyline with team liquid going to the losers bracket again, losing, but I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed my entire experience with that. So I want to actually get your opinion on something. How did you feel about the depth of Dota? Um, especially coming from like a league background. Cause I know like one of the things you were talking about is in our, our group chat, you were just like, I don't understand why it took someone at the end of the game so long to respond, and then these other dudes instantly respond. Yeah, I, I don't, I feel like the game is so complex that it's hard to explain everything, and especially at grand finals, you have to kind of appeal to just the people watching it because I feel like I didn't understand it. I don't feel like I could go in and play the game with a better understanding now after watching that. I, I don't, oh, no. I don't feel like I learned anything from watching five, six hours of Dota in a night, I don't feel like I gained any more understanding of the game than I had to start. Sure, I wasn't 100% on. I was playing another game, but that was my main focus, and I did not gain anything from watching that stream, which makes it very hard for the general public to come in. But then again, it's also like starting at 2 in the morning, so it's not like the general population is watching anyways. So actually, I don't know. I did, I wasn't looking for this, um, to be fair. But usually what they do for TI is there's actually two streams. And I forgot about this literally oh, until this know. very yeah, second. Yeah, we talked about that last they us- year. They usually have two. They have the regular stream and then they have like the beginner stream of where they like have different what? commentators of where they'll... I, I don't know if they had it because I honestly, I did not think about it until just now when we're, we're talking. Um, but they do have that other stream sometimes where they'll explain things because... You're right. There is a lot of mechanics that just happen and they don't explain them. It doesn't make any sense because, yeah, when you die, you could just use all your gold to just instantly respawn. Yeah, because you're like, oh, because of this item, he's not going to be able to come back for a couple minutes now. I'm like, that yes. doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, <laughs> because, because he bought the, the gold and doesn't have the he gold it to back. And then there's also weird items like <clears throat> Blink Dagger. Yep. yep all yep, it is dagger. is it gives you flash. That's all yep. it does is give you flash. I picked up on that. I or actually like, did pick up on that. Yeah, or um, Aghanim Scepter, right? Its big thing is it gives you stats and it changes your alt, but like dramatically. Like it, it makes your alt do very different things and it's different for all the characters. Hmm. But you can also eat the item. So there's an upgrade that you can get that turns into a consumable that will make it so you can have that upgrade permanently. So it frees up a slot. 
Because like obviously you guys know slots, you yeah, know, end super game important. are super important. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's just like tons of things like that. And I don't know if you noticed, but there's also like creep blocking. Mm-hmm. So like whenever you're walking into lane, you're always like walking in front of your your minions and stopping and going and stopping and going. So they get like bunched up and they move slower. And there's like denying over you so like kill much. your own minions. And there's there's just so much stuff that like is kind of basic Dota, so they wouldn't say anything, but you just like don't understand it's happening. It's it's wild. It is. So that is the one problem I had with it, but I still find it enjoyable just because I am such an esports kind of hardcore person that I was stable, find it enjoyable, and I knew the storylines a lot better. But if someone was just to come in and have no idea what's going on and they didn't have that beginner stream, I could not see how someone could stay and watch that because it is so hard to understand and it is not very um, new player friendly. They say we we welcome like they said multiple times. Oh, we welcome all your new players. We want you to come back. We want you to play more. But they didn't really do anything to and make it feel inviting to them. But I think it might have been that other stream Probably. too. I, I didn't even look. That. But they didn't mention anything that on that broadcast. No, they didn't. Yeah, which I think should have been like. I mean, let's just say like we told like it was a thing last year. We I remember us talking about it, but because it was never on our radar this time around, uh, we just never got around. Like it never just it just never came. No, I agree. Um, anything else? Any other Dota thoughts? Anything else we want to talk about from TI? I mean, cool storyline. Yeah. Next year, uh, it's going to be in Sweden, which is going to be a big Sweden. deal because it's Sweden and it's going to be TI 10. So like 10 is a big year. It's going to be huge. Um, I'm excited. I think it's going to be sick. I think it'll be cool. I think um, it'll be bigger and better and be curious. And it'll be much earlier for us too. It saves us like eight yeah, hours. So nice. Um, yeah, no, I'm looking, definitely got spoiled last year. Yeah, what was it last yeah. year? I, Wasn't it Seattle last year? I thought it was Vancouver. Might have been Vancouver. I, yeah, I thought it was in same, Vancouver. No, it, honestly, same city. Who cares? <laughs> Pretty much. I I just like that the uh, the documentary that we all watched was just so relevant to this. Like it, like it was literally it, the perfect primer. Yeah, it really, it really was. Yeah. But um, yeah, because they played oh, against did, each other and everything. Yeah, it was great. I did want to talk about something kind of funny is um, they do have, so that we were talking about like the same roster and stuff and how that was a big deal because they do have the big team shakeups because um, we were talking about this a little bit when we were talking about the movie of how like, yeah, most of the time people form teams and like dissolve teams in TI seasons. Like it's a very common thing that like the after party, people do trades basically there. Like they'll talk about trades like, oh, like we'll go to this team and like we'll pick him up and stuff like that's banter that the teams have at the after party. Um, but OG is a team that kind of has stuck together for a really long time. Um, but did you guys get a chance to watch the after party at all? No, no. Um, it was great. OG was there. Um, some of them were drunk. They were, they had them on mic, which is such a stark contrast. Um, I think between like Dota and any other esport because like they literally were like filming and like streaming a party that they were having. That's cool. Or like, during a game, they had like two um, of the hosts talking and they were just like going off. Like one of them was like, I don't know, he was just like talking about how like he loves to be toxic in game and stuff. And he was like, yo, let's go techies. <laughs> like they were just being goobers. And I think that's kind of cool. I like it. I'm glad we have that, like an esport that like they're not toxic in the way that like, you know, bad, actual bad toxic, but they're toxic in the way of like, you know, they're they're like a little edge esport, you know, they got a little edginess to them a little mm-hmm. bit. Because they're fun and they they're not like, you know, super corporate. And I like that. Of course you do. Not super the corporate. Less corporate I love it. the better. 
Exactly. James, any last touching points on you for the kind of TI Dota combo topic? Uh, no, but now that I know that they got all drunk, I really want to see Thompson, Thompson drunk because I feel like that guy was just so reserved in every piece of media I saw him in. So I really want to see what that guy's like. When Fair enough. But with that, I am going to keep it on you just because we have two kind of LCS stories going on. One, the continuing, ever, never-ending <laughs> Echo yeah. Fox situation, and then kind of the LCS playoffs. Yeah, so thankfully, Andrew was able to break down this legal jargon for me uh, at the beginning of the show, kind of in uh, pre-show, because I was kind of just genuinely confused I how this kind of worked around. But in the ever continuing saga of Echo Fox and their shenanigans. Um, Rick Fox had a restraining order put in place against him or an attempted restraining order placed against him that when basically he came out about the truth of Echo Fox and everything like that, um, the previous partners that he had decided to place the restraining order against him because they felt he was damaging the brand by coming forward, um, which is kind of like contradictory. Like it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. I mean, legally it makes sense, but like, like if you're looking at it from a, like a morality issue, that math doesn't really add up. Yeah, but you gotta think it's big sus, big business, Andrew. Yeah. So well, what they yeah, they're exactly. accusing yeah. him, they were accusing him of willful, wanton, and intentionally destructive efforts towards the partnership, which technically it's not wrong because he willfully went out to just yeah let everyone know what was going yeah. on with knowing that there is no way this information is going to be good for the brand but it's not enough to file a restraining order and that is the reason why it was denied um i, I don't think it was said this in this and i'm pretty sure i saw it online that the restraining order was denied because it was they denied yeah they didn't find that was a good enough reason i mean coming out against yeah, bad things in an organization is not willfully trying to destroy the company or the partnership. It is things that are going wrong. So I'm glad that at least that was brought up and that the court denied it because that is kind of a silly way, but it does kind of explain the situation that Rick Fox is in with his investors now that he's clearly not getting back into any big esports scene anytime soon. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, like, it, like I can't say, like, that would really leave a bad taste in my mouth. And, like, I mean, again, everybody's like, well, why doesn't Rick Fox, like, why didn't Rick Fox know about this? And, like, the, the dude just kind of jumped, like, straight in, right? He didn't really think, he didn't really do a whole lot of, uh, a whole lot of background reading. Um, but, yeah, that's kind of the resolution. Um, so, as of right now, um, uh, Echo Echo Fox is in the hands of the LCS. There I don't think we've reached. Yeah, I don't think we've actually reached a buyer. No, nope. like, I don't it think nothing been said yet. Nothing. Yeah. No update on that side since last week. Yeah, so. no, no. We just have this. This one little like this is almost like a side development. This isn't like directly really to the story. Um, but yeah, that's really it for right now. Of course, we're gonna update you guys. Um, when we actually find out who's picking up the spot, uh, we, me and Andrew have kind of like played around with the ideas of like which, which like you know storied brand might get kind of get behind it but we don't really have one thing or another yet i even put an um, article out about that yeah exactly. that i pretty much took from our conversation that? you can find can that on find that andrew poppedoff.com should be up on the front page still but yeah i literally took the six teams james talked about last week put them in the article and put my own name on it gave him no recognition Boom. yeah it took all took all my uh took all my uh my theory crafting my business my business theory crafting you gotta love it but let's kind of move right. on to the actual LCS, which is a little bit more fun to talk about because we had finals this week. And goddamn, were there some finals. 
No, they weren't some finals. See, I was immensely disappointed. What? I was immense. I was yes. So okay, for any like spo- big old spoilers for anybody who hasn't watched it, but you probably should if you're a league fan by this point. Um, yeah. So it went to game five. Went to game five, which is sick. Which is sick. Between all right. Between Team Liquid and Cloud9, which we all kind of knew going into this. Now, I was more hyped for the semifinal match or the third place match, which was between Clutch Gaming and CLG. But I won't. Uh, well, okay, I'll do a quick recap of that yeah, and then we'll so go into everything there. else because it was all in the same weekend, right? Um, so, yeah, we had good old CG versus my boy CLG. Um, also went to game five in a significantly more drastic fashion than I expected because. Like CG just played it of their minds. Kind of like uh, Clutch Gaming literally ran over CLG the first three game, the first two games, and almost game three. Like I was like, oh my god, we're getting swept. This is gonna be bad. Um, but CLG kind of dug down, pulled it back, and then ended the series. Game five ended with CLG only giving up one kill. Like that's how that, that last map. Yeah, that's how polished they ended by the end of it. So my boys took took uh, you know third place. I ain't mad. We're at the end of the gauntlet now. You, no, you still uh, got FlyQuest to play. No, okay. So this is how the gauntlet works. Uh, we still are ahead of them for points. Um, but the, whoever is in, like, who I count, uh, the Clutch Gaming has to play, oh, play okay. FlyQuest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're at the end of the gauntlet, and then everybody else has to pay through it. It's going to be us, CLG, um, FlyQuest, Clutch Gaming, and TSM. Whoever just, and that is the third seed at Worlds. Got it. Now, Back to the finals. Um, so it was yeah, Cloud Nine, t- uh, Team Liquid. Cloud Nine did like put up a pretty good hold and made the series very competitive until the last two games. The last two games, we kind of seen Cloud Nine kind of getting worked a little bit, and then in game three, they kind of did what Clutch Gaming did and had a mental explosion. Everybody just got absolutely wrecked, and regardless of what lane they were in, it was a it was kind of a sin, man. Because for a team that started so dominant, came in so hype, uh, game one they lost, but they won the first, like the middle two, which was really cool. Um, yeah, it just like it kind of left you a bad taste in your mouth to see like a team that was doing so well just kind of fall flat. Yeah, I mean, I still really enjoyed it. I mean, I I guess I was definitely more of a TL fan than a uh, C9 fan, so I was happy to yeah. see TL win again. That's because. Fucking Steve paid you off, dude. Nope. Double lift. I don't know. I love trash talkers. Uh, okay, so yeah, double. I mean, double. Tra- double lift trash talk is pretty minor it in is comparison now. to the other esports. But I mean, yeah, it's still it's still there. Which is, I just I just love the persona around him. I love big personalities and anything. And even though his personality isn't the biggest anymore, I I've just always kind of enjoyed him for the last couple of seasons. So it's not like I'm a diehard for them or anything like that. But out of the two teams, it's definitely what I wanted to. And I was happy with the outcome. And there were some unique picks and all that kind of stuff. I was happy seeing that the meta was being experimented with a little bit. I mean, League of Legends always allows for those couple of pocket picks here and there. But we didn't see the same team comp every single game, at least. No, no. And like, I mean, the League meta has really allowed for people to really express like the big thing that I find a lot of. uh a lot of teams like really lack is like personality and they all kind of try and play these same styles because it's, you know, the most meta, but we're really starting to see teams defining their own play style and getting results like clutch game and clutch gaming is a prime example. They're super aggro, like, you know, over the top ridiculous. like they, they, it, it won them games, you know what I mean? Which is great. So yeah. I'm glad we're seeing to see that, but it, we're definitely at a point where I don't think team liquid is that far ahead of everyone else anymore. Earlier on this season, no. I definitely thought they were far beyond better team but we saw clutch take them to game five we saw cloud nine take them to game five they're definitely showing weakness which is now what they need to do going into worlds 
where a lot of teams are looking phenomenal, and I'm not feeling good about NA's hopes at uh, Worlds this year if they're not going to look super strong. So, and just for my prediction, I'm going to make a prediction right here. If there's a team that does well, it's not going to be Team Liquid. Team Liquid won't be the team that does well. It'll be another. It'll be either the third seed or Cloud Nine. Cloud Nine historic. Like I mean, that's a little easy because Cloud Nine historically has uh, has always done well. But uh, yeah, I don't think it'll be TL. Yeah. Um. But yeah, anything else, Dylan? Anything you want to tag in on with either the Echo Fox situation a little bit more or the LCS finals? No, I watched. I actually did watch them though. Um, the finals. Um, I was I was hanging out, I was playing some TFT. I was like, I'll throw it up on there because I, I saw it and I threw it up on there. You see, Tyler won. Oh uh, yeah, there we go. Yeah, I, I didn't know Jensen at one point had a perma ban as well. Jensen uh, used to be very toxic. I didn't know about that, so I love kind of seeing that he um, did um, kind of had that full recover, and then obviously Tyler won. Is just the face of permabands. So I don't know. It's funny that two big personalities and names in league right now and the LCS side, at least both were permabanned at one point. Yeah. It's a, uh, <laughs> yeah, it really shows the kind of player base the game has. Gotta, it shows that people can change. You gotta you love go. it. Eh, I, I wouldn't go quite that far, but someone that is going far going to be Overwatch League teams next season because we are going to start Jesus. having homestands <laughs> and the game schedule was announced for next year, Dylan. Why don't you break that down for us? Yeah, so there's going to be home games finally. Like a lot of home games. A it's lot sick. of home games. I am excited for it. I'm, I'm going to kind of run through them quickly so people kind of get an understanding of where they're going to be at. So it starts february 8th 2020 in new york are you going through every single one no 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 i'm not gonna say every one i'm just i'm gonna run down this list quick of like places it's gonna be it's gonna be at new york it's gonna be at dallas it's gonna be at shanghai it's gonna be at philly it's gonna be at uh uh, in china again it's gonna be in washington uh more china uh more china the 20 locations where there are teams is what you're reading off right now yes so if you want to know all of them is everyone getting yeah, everyone. I'm pretty sure okay, everyone gets a homestand next season. I mean, Everyone's Washington Justice is getting five of them. Of course, everyone probably gets one. Ridiculous. That's because we have great, we have great, we have great uh, fans out here. People great, in DC uh, are going to be there. What do we have? Great uh, fans. We have, we have, we have Corey, and we have, uh, we 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 have Stratus. They're good. Is that all you know? <laughs> They're good. No, but so uh, actually, in DC, what's going to be really cool is we're going to have like the home games. And then we're also going to have viewing parties, like big watch parties in Baltimore and in Richmond, Virginia. So if you're, you're a Justice fan in, in the area, you can go watch them there too. Yeah, but I think, it, I think it'll be fun. I mean, we've kind of known about the homestand system. Is that how they're going to be doing it? And really, this is just an update that the schedule is out there if you did not hear already. So you can go and see when and where you can go and watch these games in your local area. They're pretty spread out now. Um and not every team plays in every city, unfortunately, but it is cool. I'm I'm excited to it. I'm in still nothing in Las Vegas, so I'm still going to have to go to L.A., so it really doesn't change anything for me. It just changes the amount of games that are in L.A., so it's kind of, I get the little bit of the worst half of uh, homestands and all that. <laughs> the worst half, yeah. You can, come, uh, you can come to D.C. and see some amazing games, actually. They're going to be great. Well, we'll see about that, but yeah, I guess... Homestands, anything, I mean, anything we want to talk about with that. I guess we've already kind of broken in and talked 
about the actual homestand system and what we thought about that. But now that the schedule's out, do we see any problems? Do we see any concerns? Or are we just happy with it and we're just accepting it and can't wait for next season? Have fun with uh, jet lag there, boys. Yeah. Because that'll be that, – that I'm actually going to be interested to see if it, like, is – it you know, impacts performance. Some of these are way better than others. Yeah, some, weeks. some teams have really good schedules. Like I think they had, someone did the math. Like Vancouver has to travel a ton more than any other team, and just seeing how that impacts their performance, like James was saying, and all that. That some teams just based on their location. I mean, if you're an East Coast team, I feel like there's a lot of East Coast teams over there right now. You're obviously going to have to travel less. But if you are a Chinese team or something like that, you're obviously traveling a little bit more. And I think a lot of teams are. I don't know. Are all teams? moving to their respective location or a lot of them still staying in LA. I don't know if we've heard much about that yet. Have we kind of, I don't think we've heard them like officially say, Hey, we're going to have, we're going to be here. But I know that a lot of teams are hiring locally. Um, So I know they've been building their local infrastructure up a ton. And I know a couple teams, like I'm just diving into DC just because I I, I know their team and stuff, but I know they have a a headquarters here already. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Florida, a lot of people are moving down for Florida too from the mayhem. That's been pretty public. Yeah. And a lot of staff and stuff are going to be in those areas. So I would assume that they're going to start moving them there because at this point, what's why, why be in LA? Because then it's just exactly. Yeah, no, and, and I agree, and I think that's definitely the smarter play, and they, they, it is broken up in divisions, so obviously the more national teams will play against each other and go to those home stands a little bit more to try to deal with the travel and less, all that, and there will be less games per team per season because of that, because there is so much more travel, and it's not everyone's not in LA for super easy games, so there are pros and cons of it, but I mean, I it, think it's, it's always hard to predict burnout, yeah. I agree. I think it's going to be good overall. Um, I have a lot of faith. I hope it really goes really well because I don't know. I want to go see home games. It's going to be really cool because it's like when a weekend comes around that it's near you, you're like, That's not cool. only are you going to be able to see the team that, you know, that you're there for, but like you can see other great teams. And like, I know a lot of people like more than one team, so you can really get hyped for a couple. I agree. James, any last points on this before we move on? Uh, I, I'm going to get really excited about like taking the tip of, trip up to Toronto and actually getting a home game. And like, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be nice. Uh, maybe I'll make it to the States eventually. We'll, uh, we'll see, but I'm gonna we'll definitely see, see my, Toronto, yeah, we'll my see uh, if, defiant boys play in person. I'm excited. We'll see if you ever even get a passport, but Step one. if you want to help James get a passport and yeah. you have Amazon prime, that means you have Twitch prime which means that each and every month you are able to give away one subscription using that Twitch Prime to any content creator or Twitch channel of your choice. Obviously, we would love that because it does help us pay any content creators or freelancers that we do work with, help us get to events, and just do other cool things that we want to try to do because we are doing this all out of passion and out of our own money. So obviously, just a little bit of free money from Amazon each and every month is super helpful for us. And if you do not use it, Amazon just doesn't spend it. So make sure to renew that each and every month. And you can just check right now by checking the sub button up in the top right corner, or you can pull over or wherever you're listening to this road right now and go to our Twitch channel and use that as well. But it does help a lot and mean a lot to us. But with enough shilling, let's move on to kind of the second half and talk about even more League of Legends. I feel like it's already been a very heavy League of Legends topic. Um, heavy League of Legends show, but 
let me wait. Can I introduce this first part? Just like, let me introduce it. It's really good. Ready? Sure. Get ready, everybody, for some legal legends. Can we meet oh him? God. Yo, you're off. You're off the island, home. Yeah, you're out of here. You're done. No more. No it more. Was good. No. It Tell wasn't. them what the topic is. Then tell them what the topic is. Riot Games has finally settled the legal lawsuit filed against them by employees last season. I mean, last year when the whole sexual assault thing came out, we talked about this a lot. There was a ton of news on it. I felt like it was last year's never-ending story, and now it's kind of officially came to an end. Um, we don't have numbers, obviously. We don't really have too many details on it. It's just kind of a new story that it has finally been settled, and hopefully the company's kind of moving on. They talk about some of the changes that I've been making and how few people are feeling like it's better for the company in the whole and for the future, but... Not too many actual talking points out of this besides that it's settled. The lawsuit's kind of hopefully behind them and hopefully Riot fixes their shit still and we don't hear about this again. Yeah, hopefully this isn't like a reoccurring theme where we keep hearing about more and more lawsuits coming coming out of Riot. I really just wanted it to be... Yeah, I mean, yeah, Riot's had an up and down year, so it's nice for one of these finally being put behind them, but it's definitely not the end for them. They obviously still need to improve and grow as a company, but... It, it's nice to see that this whole legal side of this um, part of the company is done. Yeah. Dylan, do you have anything to really add? Like I said, there wasn't too much to talk about. It's just done. Yeah. Hopefully it is just done. But then again, you know, we thought the Echo Fox thing was done. We thought the Echo thing was done like months ago. Every get- time, yeah, there's always an update. It's like, all right, I guess we're going to have to talk about it again. So I don't know. Um, Hopefully it's over. Hopefully the culture is definitely shifting there. I mean, we'll we'll see because I mean, only time is going to tell at this point about that. But it seems like they hopefully are making steps in the right direction. You never know. I mean, yeah, we can only look at it from the outside and the new stories we see and the little bit of information we get here and there. But we can hope. But what's it? Oops, go on, James. No, no, no. no. I was just gonna, I was just going to say if we don't know. Or like, you know, if they, if they don't change, we're going to know about it. Like, I mean, that's the nice part about something going public. So in such a big way is that somebody's going to go like to the, to the horns about it immediately, which is good because I mean, like, I mean, it's not good for riot, but it, like, I mean, riot stopping dirt bags in the first place and you know, we wouldn't have this problem. Yeah, no, I agree. And unfortunately let's move on to kind of another company that's just kind of mishandling things. Not quite as extreme, but Fortnite's been having some issues recently. A lot of people are not happy with the game if you played or kind of follow it all. And Dylan, why don't you tell us what's happened most recently? Yeah, so uh, Twitch has Twitch Rivals every once in a while, which is kind of like an online tournament of where the incentive is. It's for streamers, you know, you stream in there and stuff like that. And it's good for everyone because people are watching the game and and all that. Uh, But the bad thing is, in Fortnite, now, Fortnite right now, there's these mechs, and kind of the long story short is they're like kind of super strong. So, so like, yeah, I, there's a lot to break down with that besides being super strong. But go on, I'll, yeah, we'll I, jump. I'm, break, into this. I'm breaking it down for the non-Fortnite audience, okay? Because clearly, the Fortnite audience already understands what's going on. I'm here to talk to the common people, the common folk, the common folk. So they're real strong. The peasants. Um. And no, not the peasants. We don't call them that. That's rude. Anyways, so during this, during this, we had courage, 
Bugga, who just won the, you know, the young, the, the, the young lad who just won the world cup, Tifu and cloak drop out just like during it. Cause they're just like, you know, this is, this is BS. Like, this is so dumb. We're, 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 we're just done. And like, courage just like, he was like he raging off. out real hard. Um, he was farming the baby rages in the chat easily. Um, but it was bad. Um, yeah, people don't like this. No, my boy uh, out of CLG, uh, Psalm, is all like, like straight up like tagged. Like a lot, everybody is like straight up tagging Fortnite, like competitive, being like, fix your game because it is so, so out of control. So, what really pisses off a lot of people is so that obviously remove max, all that kind of stuff is something that's been on social media and on the forums and everywhere for quite a while now. And Epic finally put out a statement on it. And they said they're in the game to make it easier for new players to win. That is their stance on the mech, and that is why they're in there. They, they're not even ashamed about it that we don't care about the pro scene. We want new players to come in and enjoy the game and win, so they spend more money is pretty much what their stance is on that. So obviously that pisses a lot of people off, and especially when there's so much money involved. And yeah, that sent Courage JD on a rage. For those of you that don't know, Courage JD is a caster and a personality for Fortnite. He's casted and been a part of some of the largest events in Fortnite. And he is yes, still going off time. and saying how bad this game is and how much bullshit it is and quitting in the middle of a tournament. Like, if that's not saying something, someone that has really stuck for the game through thick and thin and has been hired by Epic multiple times is just done with the game and has not played since that thing and has only been playing Minecraft. Um is really saying something about just kind of the state of the game. And Epic did put in an announcement that mechs were being nerfed dramatically. A lot of people are happy with it, but they're still staying in the games. They're still going to be there. So, so I, I have, uh, so normally I would say I am totally on board with Epic with this. I think it's totally fine that they're doing this. If, they weren't actually trying to have a pro scene because yeah. they're trying to do too many things at once. Cause like, if they want to have their game be casual and stuff and like everyone can come in, everyone can win the games and stuff like that, putting next in, I think it's totally fine. Um, especially if people want to make it an e-sport rather than what the company wants. But it seems like Epic is pushing for these like big, you know, the Fortnite World Cup and they're pushing for things like Twitch Rivals of where they want the game to be competitive, yet they're not balancing it for the competitive, which doesn't really make sense to me. Well, um, no, like I've said it before, this is not the first time I've said it. Epic treats esports as a marketing tactic. It is not a legitimate part of Fortnite. It is only a marketing tactic for them so that people that are playing on Twitch are watching it and want to go play and spend more money. They do not care about the pro scene. They never will care about the pro scene. They only care about more people seeing it. And esports and large competitions with large streamers and personalities in it is the easiest way right now to get people playing your game. So they will never care about the competitive side of it. And that is why brutes aren't removed that's why they didn't do a patch for pro play where there is no brutes like they could have made it work without brutes if they wanted to because obviously there's no low level people in twitch rivals like they don't need to have it easier for people to win in twitch rivals but obviously you have to use them if you want to win because if you don't you lose yeah they're just taking a a design philosophy that i really don't like it's just like bottom up uh kind of balancing i think that's really bad because there is a perfect sweet zone of where you get into it I think League does this super well on how they balance. Um, they take kind of a lot into consideration because like StarCraft on one hand, it was top-down balancing. They balance at the top. Sometimes that meant the leagues were absolutely awful and like 
people got cheesed all the time and like things weren't fixed, but that's fine because at the top it was fine. Um, but Fortnite is bouncing the other way around, but they also want to have it all where they're like, we're going to balance it from bottom up, but also like people at the top, you, you're going to do tournaments too. And you're going to take this seriously. It's weird. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's, I think it's just really speaking to like the, the, uh, the hubris and the greed coming out of, uh, coming out of Epic where they just think they can really do all this without any really repercussions because they have such a huge player base. I think that's, I think that's really it. I, I want to say it's going to bite them in the ass at some point, but I, I mean, we haven't really like, I mean, we have seen a decline in, uh, in, uh, Fortnite's like player base, but it hasn't been anything drastic to make, I think make them really like, you know, shaking their boots or anything like that. Yeah. And I think it's really hard to look at it from the perspective of a declining player base when, it was like a global phenomena and it was like the biggest game like ever. And it's still so like number it, two on Twitch. None yeah, of the biggest when, personalities are playing it and it's still number two on Twitch. Yeah. And so when it does decline a little bit, it's like, okay, it, it did, but that's like going, uh, all right, you know, I made two, $2 million last year and I'm only making like 1.5. It's like, yeah, you're still making a ton of money. Still and doing it's still okay. really big. Yeah, and, so and they like know the that it was gone. Sorry. Sorry, Don. No, 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 no. I was, I was done. I mean, it's, I've been cutting you off. It's Fortnite. Today. I apologize. Oh, you're fine. You're fine. It's it's Fortnite. It's big. But also the problem with this is they know they're sabotaging the game, but they know the second they remove Max in about a month, everyone's going to come back. All these people talking shit about the game. All these people unhappy with it. 90% of them are going to come back in a month time or two months time when the game is fixed or when the new season yeah. comes out. Like that, that. that's the thing. Like if you want... Fortnite to have to change you can't go back to it the second it's in a good state for a month like yes you love the game it's so hard it's so hard not to go back to something you love or you make money from or you enjoy or you're playing all your friends are playing it's so hard not to do that but if epic clearly doesn't care and they know you're going to come back or 90 percent you're going to come back in a month why should they care why should they change the day game that you're not liking right now when they know they can do it later be patted on the back and make millions of dollars again on that same day it all happens it's just like this cycle because like people like like personalities and stuff will leave the game because the game kind of sucks and they fix it a little bit and the streamers like oh well, you know what gotta make the money the game does actually make me a lot of money exactly right yeah oh everyone like you've seen when people like Courage JD his um, subscribers have gone down Looper has gone down these Twitch streamers so uh, followings have gone down because they're not doing Fortnite anymore. They're not in a rough situation or anything. They're still sitting at like 15,000 subs. But I'm just saying that it'd be higher if they were playing Fortnite again. And that's why when Fortnite's in a state where they can play it regularly and not have emotional problems from it, they're going to go back to it. And I can't blame them. But it just doesn't punish Epic in any way other than short stints where they know they're making their money back eventually. I don't know. It's Yeah, it's it's it's, it's, it's a... Uh... And unfortunately, it's a discouraging topic to kind of get hung up on because, like, it's just like, well, how do you fix it, right? Like, how do you, you don't. how do you resolve? You do, and you really can't. You have to hope the game kills itself, right? Because, and unfortunately, I don't know how or many thirteen-year-olds yeah. you can really like push the. Yeah, you you need something. You need something new, something hot, something that shows up in the streets that gets all the kids. You know, gets all the kids after it. That's what you need. And free. That's a free is a problem. big thing too. Yeah, free is a big thing too. Because like classic free with microtransactions. Yeah, like classic right now, it's blowing up. It was over a million people on Twitch today. But I mean, it's not going to hold that. It's not going to bring in that same base as Fortnite. I mean, you we'll, we'll, need a subscription. Yeah, so it's 
better, but it's there, there's no easy answer to it. And it's not like I want Fortnite to die. I mean, it's a game. I, I don't have that ill feelings towards it. I don't want it to die tomorrow, but I, I don't like Epic Games not being punished for doing things that are clearly not what a majority of the community wants or the pro scene wants when they say they're going to bounce and focus on that part of the community. Yeah, that's the. I think that's the biggest problem is the mixed messages we're getting, or like the messages that you're like, okay, this 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 doesn't add up. <laughs> yeah. Um. But kind of moving over to honorable mentions. Um. Unless you guys anything else you want to talk about, we have two honorable mentions we can talk about for a minute or two here. Is a, another free game that is doing really well is CS:GO, the game that I feel like we talk about every so often when it does really well again, and it hit its all-time highest average player count this month. 410,000 or something like 410,000. Yeah, 410,000 average concurrent players, which is like the highest um, since the last record, which was back in 2017. So it's an an all time high. So I was actually, I actually, like, none of us are really well versed in CSGO. We've never had, uh, never really had much experience with the game. But I did talk to some friends of mine who, uh, who I actually started playing classic with who do follow CSGO pretty religiously. They were actually watching games today. I tuned in as well. And they think, they think it's because of NA's success. They think that's the big thing. They think that's because team liquid is considered the best team out there right now for CSGO. So they think that because it has such a North American influence, that's why we're starting to see the surge again. And twi- um, the big competitions have come back to Twitch this year. They that's used to have that well. deal with mixer that we talked about a while ago for like a year or two. And oh. it's remember like the E um E ELS yeah ESL. ESL, ESL Star Ladder came back to Twitch this year. So like that and one other large like kind of tournament organization both are on Twitch again. So both those could have yeah. an impact as well because Twitch is NA majority, and then you have NA success. It does equal up, and then you also do have a new battle royale mode in the game with a lot of people not enjoying another free battle royale. So why don't we go check out this one and see how that one is? So I don't think that's a one-to-one correlation, but it's not going to hurt it. The game's free to play now. It has a battle royale. I mean, considering I haven't heard Dick about the CSGO battle royale since we talked about it initially. I see clips like, about it and stuff here and there. I started seeing more clips. Do, again. You, do you actually? Okay. Not All a right. ton, well, but every so often on Twitter. It. I played it. Is it's it good? Right. Nah, it's okay. Not really. No, I know it's not good. I'm going to say it's not good. <laughs> Make your mind. Goddamn. No, I decided it's not good. I've decided. I've concluded. (laughs) I am the, yeah, I am the last one to decide on that. But so wait, wait, I have a little bit of a discussion with that since we have time. Uh, So something kind of interesting that's in the discourse right now with that is that CSGO players are a little upset, especially because of TI, because they're like, "Uh, what about us, Valve? Like you have TI, like, do something for us, please. Like we're right here. Um, I hope they do because I think uh, a lot of people in the scene have been talking about this. That if they do something like TI, it could be a really big deal, and like it could get people into watching. It. And like, I'm bad at. I'm so. Oh, I'm so garbage at CS:GO. I'm probably the worst CS:GO player. I'm so bad at it. It's terrible. But man, it is really fun to watch. But like, I just can't get myself to watch it because there's no like. I never see the. I never see any big like tournament hype or anything like that in like the mainstream esports like discourse or anything like that so it's like it always flies right by me oh it's valve's unloved stepchild <laughs> like that's no, how it, it, it really is so i don't know no, i don't know why i don't know why it is because it could be as profitable as dota and yeah. it could be as big as Dota because it's in a unique position because it's not like it's directly competing with anything because 
it is very different than Overwatch. It's a very different game than Overwatch. And I mean, what other games kind of compare to it? Call of Duty? No, Call not really. Call of Duty, I guess. Not, yeah. not even, not even Rainbow Six Siege. Like, no, they, they, those two are polar opposites. And yeah, they, 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 they all feel different. And CS:GO is such a unique game that, like, I wish it would be a lot bigger, and I wish they would have like a TI thing because I'd be like, oh, that's sick. I'll watch that because it's fun to watch. Tell me about Eco Round. If if it, if it hasn't happened at this point, I don't think it'll ever happen. I, I couldn't see. I cannot see. Valve just randomly coming in now and saying, "Hey, we're actually going to put a ton of money into it." Yeah, it's a sin because again, again, like like it's the unloved stepchild, which is uh, which doesn't make sense because it has a massive player base, massive following. It's very prestigious. Like I just I don't get it. Yeah. Oh well, that's Valve for you. You never really understand a lot of this. Nobody knows. We saw Gabe on. though. We, we saw him Gabe at Dota Two at the International. Um. But um, so the one other honorable mention is that so Ballers, it is a TV show that's been for a couple seasons now on HBO. It's just launched a new season yesterday, and there's going to be a heavy focus on esports and Team Splice in it. A lot of the advertisements, a lot of kind of jokes about it, not about the actual thing, but just being a part of it and all that kind of stuff. And so if you are at if you have HBO, if you're interested in League of Legends and just kind of a new TV show, a lot of people have been saying good things. I've heard nothing but good things about Ballers, so. No, not only that, but if you like The Rock, oh yeah, and The Rock, because who doesn't like who doesn't like The Rock, right? Who doesn't love Dwayne Jones? So yeah, that's the one last honorable mention we kind of had for that, and that kind of wraps up a lot of our topics for today. Is there anything else we want to talk about? We have a couple minutes here; we can wrap up a couple minutes early because I know we're all, you know, but um, <laughs> anything else we want to talk about today, boys? Um, not. It wasn't really? a ton to talk about this week. I mean, yeah, there's no. a bunch of little stories here and there, and we could dove into the games a little bit more, but we're only wrapping up two or three minutes early. And yeah, I don't really have anything that's really like coming to mind or anything like that. Um, Method, of course, is having their their race to the race to world first, which is uh, you know the competitive side of uh, of classic World of Warcraft. You know, you guys are getting sucked into the hype as much as like the three. It'd be kind of something cool to check out. Method is a great organization to really give like attention to. If you're going to give any 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 esport team like attention to that does these kind of obscure like you know off the beaten path esports, because I mean, despite the fact that Warcraft's been around for so long, definitely not a bad one to support. I agree. And with that, I want to thank each and every one of you for watching Project Esports for August 26, 2019. Make sure you follow our Twitter and Popped Off Twitter to stay up to date on everything that we do. And we go live every single Monday. I'm talking every Monday, even when we we want to be playing other games. We're here. We're we're here for the people. We are we are men of the people. And we're here every single Monday at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 7 p.m. PST here at twitch.tv slash popped underscore off. Um, if you missed the live show, that's okay because we put all our stuff up. Uh, go to YouTube, search Popped Off Project Esports. Please go there. Please go there and subscribe. So I can just say go to youtube.com slash Popped Off because that'd be oh, way easier. You can go to poppedoff.com slash YouTube and it'll take you there. Yeah. Not bad. Do that. That's not bad either. Um, and then you can also find the audio version on any podcast platform out there. Every single one, we're on it. Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, iTunes. Go to iTunes, give us five stars. Just download on everything. Download on everything. And to wrap up that, guys, 
on everything. If you hit us with that five star review, I know I'm kind of beating a dead horse right now, but yeah, hit us with that five star review. Subscribe to us on YouTube so Dylan stops doing the rant and, you know, interact with us. However, man, if you find me in the world of Warcraft, you find me in Azeroth, I'll talk to you if you're not hordes. But all of us, we, guys, we're like, we're super friendly. We'd love to talk about esports. We do this every week. We've been doing it for ages. We'll keep talking about it. Yeah. And if on. you want to, you can do that with us whenever you want in our Discord. If you just do poppedoff.com slash Discord. We're always chatting there. We're always memeing. So do stop by there and interact with us there. But with that, thank you all so much for watching this week's episode of Project Esports. I'm Andrew. I'm James. And I'm Dylan. And this is Project Esports. We will see you guys all next week. I love each and every one of you, and we hope you have a great week.